William the First, Duke of Normandy. Oh. And his wife's name was Maud. Okay. <laughs> and I counted, it's about 30 generations. So I am royalty heir apparent to the Duke of Normandy's <laughs> throne. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. This is a husband and wife show where we share behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are currently working on a new documentary project called The Mind Polluters. I'm Amber Archer, co-host of this show, and joining me is my husband, director, author, speaker, Mark Archer. Hola. Como estas, mi amor? And never mind his many, <laughs> many um, introductions to himself. <laughs> So with over 30 years of combined experience in the motion picture industry, we are creating movies about the tough issues impacting our culture and society. You can learn more about us and the movies we are making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help bring these timely films to the marketplace, as we are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on donations to make these movies and this podcast possible. You become a force multiplier for truth when you partner with us through our nonprofit, Fearless Features. So today, we're going to talk about something called spectral evidence. <laughs> but before we get into that, it's not even our Halloween special. I know, right? <laughs> or Friday the 13th. We were married on Friday the 13th. Oh, I mean, true. that could be a crazy. So this is fitting for us. Yeah, totally. So anyway, so but you have some news articles you want to share? I do. You're always full of fun stuff, right? I have fun stuff. I have Let's start with an audio clip from from Twitter. <laughs> Okay, it's ought to be good. Actually, it's from TikTok. This is, uh, I'm just going to let this play and then we can discuss. Okay. Hey guys, let's talk gender, specifically Libra genders. Firstly, know the difference between a static or a stable gender, one that doesn't change, and a fluid gender, one that does change. Now, Libra genders. Libra gender people feel mostly agender with a slight connection to another gender. Firstly, Libra feminine, and I do want you guys to keep in mind for the rest of the video that there is another black line down there. Feminine people feel mostly agender and slightly feminine. Describe it as feeling a strong connection to agender as, as well as a lesser connection to femininity. Masculine is the opposite, where someone feels mostly agender and slightly masculine. Describe it as having a strong connection to being genderless as well as a lesser connection to being masculine. Lastly, we have Libra fluid. Libra fluid people feel mostly agender with a slight connection to another gender that fluctuates throughout other genders. Stay with me here. They feel a strong connection to being agender and another part of their gender feels fluid. One part will always feel agender, the other part will fluctuate between masculine and feminine. Hope that could help. Oh yeah, hope that can help. Does that help? That, that, that totally Did helps. You, were you keeping notes? Oh, I honestly, I don't understand. I really have no idea why, why there are even public schools anymore because this is happening more mm -hmm. and more. These people have jobs and they reproduce too because uh, that's all that they've been taught how to do by the public school system it's like the furries i don't know if anybody okay so i was at a purple for parents conference over the weekend mm -hmm. and one of the, were there any libra fluid people there <laughs> i can i can guarantee you there were not okay so there were 100 120 maybe people there um it was a it was a good turnout and everybody's learning about the social emotional learning that's in the schools and this is this is this is what we're talking about. Like these kids think that this is normal. Mm -hmm. Like this is acceptable because we're no longer teaching academics 
academics in school were teaching. Oh, oh they, they're trying to re- relabel it to life skills. Life we, skills. We, we have to learn to control our emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like when my emotions go off the rails because I realize what they're doing to an entire generation of children. Yeah. So, and it, well, it's like furries. I don't know if anybody, if, if the listening audience, if you've heard of furries. So there was a whole. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Just warn you right now. So I'll make sure to post this and you can read it for yourself. And Maybe, make, get yourself a new, a new hot cup of Libra fluid and brace yourself. <laughs> so there was an article from Kentucky. A high school in Kentucky is having a furry problem. And if, <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, it's people who identify as animals. Now, if you remember what last week or the week before we played the girl who off of TikTok again, TikTok mm-hmm. is awful that's where it's at it's it's happening for i mean that's where kids are hanging out that's a sad thing yeah your children are being influenced by libra fluid tiktok weirdos and pizza face yes can't can't forget the girl who said your your pizza kitten self your pizza kitten self okay so there are these furries and it says okay people this is not a joke this is real i've heard whispers from this from college students i know they're the cat kids, I'm told, and they lay down in the windows during lecture and purr like cats. Okay. This is what happens when you don't have discipline in the home and then you don't have discipline in the school. And, it, and it's all about how you feel. How does it make right. you feel? Right. It's all about your feelings. There may, and I'll I'll just say, there may be maybe one of these kids who actually, actually believes this. The rest of them are mocking the school system. For being because, able to get away with because it. Because they can get away uh-huh. with it. And they fake. I, I know it's hard to believe that kids could fake something, but they fake the sincerity so that they can get away with it. I actually saw a picture. I I, I laughed out loud. And it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. So I actually saw a picture the other day of a kid walking through a high school with what looked to be a foxtail. Well, so- you know what us hunters do to... The foxtails. Okay, well, go ahead. You had something else. I do. This is an interesting uh, story because we've talked about music and lyrics before. Um, And we talked about the album uh, by Nirvana, right? Remember Kurt Cobain? Mm -hmm. So their first album was called Nevermind. And I'm sure a lot of people listening probably had the album or maybe still have the album when i was purging all of my cds that was one to go that was one that i threw out i looked at the cover and i thought oh yeah it's not appropriate because of course the cover of the album was a naked baby in a swimming pool and a a fishing hook in front of the baby with a dollar on it Mm -hmm. right yeah and the album was called nevermind so Headline here from The Blaze. The man who was the nude baby on Nirvana's Nevermind album sues the band for child pornography and sexual exploitation. Isn't this interesting? Now, how many years later? Oh, gosh. This was 91. So Mm -hmm. this is 30 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His name's Spencer Eldon. The man who was pictured as a naked baby on the cover of Nirvana's 1991 Nevermind album has filed a lawsuit accusing the former band members and others of violating federal criminal child pornography laws. Uh, filed it in Los Angeles federal court, stating that the trafficking of his nude, nude image violated child pornography laws. And it is a nude image of a child. Absolutely. It's, it is a, it's a baby underwater, fully nude. Um, 
let's see, defendant, uh, defendants, the suit adds, knowingly produced, possessed, and advertised commercial child pornography depicting Spencer, and they knowingly received value in exchange for doing so. Despite this knowledge, defendants failed to take reasonable steps to protect Spencer and prevent his widespread sexual exploitation and image trafficking. I'm going to be interested to see how this case turns out. Yeah. Uh, Eldon's parents never signed a release authorizing the use of their four-month-old son's photos. Now, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I am shocked that the record company let this slide. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you have to have paperwork, for, especially for things like that. Right of privacy... Uh, just to name a few, which were uh, photos were taken at a Pasadena Aquatic Center in 1990. Eldon's attorneys also alleged that their client received zero compensation. Uh huh. So that's interesting. It's an interesting bridge from from one generation to the next, mm -hmm. right? The Gen X we grew up with that. Uh, I had that album, and I'm ashamed to say. It didn't occur to me, like a lot of other people, mm -hmm. that, what I was looking at. That was normal. We've all been desensitized yeah. to what this really is. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I have another one that is um, very hard to, to stomach and talk about. But we all, uh, of course, unless you're living under a rock, you know what has been going on in Afghanistan. Um, and I have a, an article here from World Net Daily. Uh, Taliban going door-to-door -door executing Christians. Uh, a Christian ministry that has worked for years in Afghanistan has confirmed that the Taliban, in power because of Joe Biden's abrupt withdrawal of American troops without a plan to evacuate endangered citizens, is going door-to-door -door in a hunt for Christians to be executed. And you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were um, when we were on Monica Klein's podcast, and I was talking about something John MacArthur said that really stuck with me. And he said the biggest threat to anyone trying to overthrow a government or mm -hmm. trying to take over power is a higher power, yeah. a higher authority. And so you see, you, you can just see why, why target Christians? Why do you target Christians? Well, because that's what hardline Muslims do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you read their own uh, writings, that's, they're completely justified because if you're not a Muslim, then you're an infidel and you are supposed to be killed and it, this is this has been uh, difficult i think for all of us to watch um now i'm not a veteran um but i don't think you have to be a veteran to appreciate the enormity of what has happened here and the, the complete and total malfeasance of our own federal government and state department this is absolutely unacceptable. And I know that we have people that listen to this podcast in other countries. And very simply, we just want to reiterate that what our uh, military has been ordered to do and what our State Department has done does not represent the people of the United States. We do not concur. We do not agree. This does not speak on behalf of the patriots, the freedom-loving patriots of America. And we are just as bewildered as everyone else over this 
But I think that this article is just heartbreaking. We just need to keep uh, the whole country in our prayers, but especially the Christians. Mm-hmm. And which leads us back to the beginning of the show when I said we're going to talk about spectral evidence. And I, I just started reading Four Centuries of American Education by David Barton. And it, th- those of you who know who David Barton is, he is the founder of Wall Builders. And he is America's historian. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting because our kids, we sat down and for whatever reason, someone had brought up a, and asked what a Ouija board was. Yes. And so uh, we went in and, and talked to our kids about how dangerous it is. Do not play with those. Because you know what? Obviously, somebody at school mm-hmm. had said something. And before they before they're influenced and educated by another child... It's it's good for us as parents to step in. Right. That's, and that's your that's job, job as a parent to intercept these things and set them on a straight path. And so we we did a, a quick search on YouTube mm-hmm. because it was a question of what is a Ouija board or something like that. And it was we said, OK, let's just talk about what this is so mm-hmm. that you know what it is and why these things are dangerous and you need to stay away from it. So we started looking up videos on them Mm -hmm. to show them what it is Mm -hmm. and then to talk about it. So, so, and then uh, after we were done talking about the Ouija boards, because they said, well, are there really like demon possessed people? And, and I said, I said, there was in early America, there was something known as the Salem witch trials. Oh yeah. In Massachusetts. Are witches real? Yeah. yeah. And then they wanted to know if if witches were real. So then we went on, stayed on, we were still on YouTube and there's a great Smithsonian channel documentary. It's about 51 minutes long. And we all sat together and watched it as a family. And I was actually shocked at some of the things I learned. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I remember just vaguely learning about it in element in school, maybe middle, probably middle school it was. But then as I was reading through um, early education, and I just want to read, it's, it's kind of long, but I do want to read some of an excerpt here from The Four Centuries of American Education by David Barton, because he, he talks about, and if you don't know much about the Salem Witch Trials, it, it was actually Christians who were being killed. And they were being accused by other christians <laughs> right and the whole thing really was was spearheaded by a pastor right and a couple of 16 year old 15 16 year yeah. old girls and another one named mary warren who we'll talk about in a minute but go ahead so the book documents uh you know tabulates the loss of lives occasioned by christian conduct um, excluding Hitler, it says, since it is proved that he was anti-Christian, the total which may be laid at the doorstep of Christianity over the past 2,000 years is well under 5 million. However, the number of lives lost at the hands of non- and anti-Christian leaders in just the 20th century alone is over 100 million. Consider the 62 million killed during the 20th century by Soviet communists, the 35 million by communist Chinese, the 1.7 million by Vietnamese communists, the 1 million in the Polish ethnic cleansing, the 1 million in Yugoslavia, the 1.7 million in North Korea, etc. 
all non or anti-Christian regimes. But it goes on to say, perhaps the single most famous American atrocity perpetuated in the name of Christianity was the Massachusetts witch trials. In that episode spanning four months. Okay, so this was only four months. And it's really incredible when you watch the the documentary. I'm going to leave a link to it for you guys to watch if you want to in the in the show notes. Some 21 deaths occurred. Incidentally, that number is surpassed by the recent shootings at public schools in Columbine, Colorado, and West Paducah, Kentucky, and by the church shooting in Wedgwood, Texas, in which anti-religious individuals killed more than were put to death in the notorious 1692 episode. And the Massachusetts witch trials were brought to a close when Christian leaders such as Reverend Increase Mather and Thomas Brattle invoked Christian teachings, thus convincing Governor Phillips to end the trials. So do you want to can you give a summation of what happened? Well, I'll do my best. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but I did watch it on YouTube. So, um, okay. so without going into too much detail that I'm not thoroughly versed on, there were three girls that were involved in making these accusations of people being witches and it's pretty obvious from the evidence that we have that this was very much what we would call today the classic witch hunt Mm -hmm. where it was it it came down to people being put on trial for simply being accused by these girls of being a witch Mm -hmm. And how many people that they were died? they were tormenting them through through the um, Smithsonian? It says eighteen, um, and rough estimates here through the research through wall builders and David Barton, he says twenty one. Yeah. So, and just uh, trying to imagine that you know, I mean, if you are accused of something, then let's see the evidence. Now, what was interesting, in a really twisted kind of way, was that part of these witch trials in Salem relied on what they called spectral evidence. So it was something that you couldn't see, mm-hmm. but what someone was accusing you of. It was something that the only the accuser could see. Yeah, and they allowed that. And they allowed this. To stand. Yeah. And people were put to death mm-hmm. based solely on spectral evidence evidence mm-hmm. accused by teenage girls mm-hmm. who from all from all indications they were uh, put up to it mm-hmm. by some other individuals and one of which was the town pastor yeah. and uh, w- well of course you know that a weird story like this isn't complete on our podcast unless <laughs> your husband has something even weirder to add to it right, right? So if you're familiar with the Salem Witch Trials, then you probably know a a name that I'm going to mention here, the name of Mary Warren. Now, she was one of the teenage girls Mm -hmm. who later recanted her story and said that, no, these people weren't actually attacking her. So then they went after her. Yes. Because, I mean, these kids, you got to imagine, these kids (laughs) basically had authority to put people to death. Yes, and they did put yeah, people to death. They did. So I don't know if you know this or not, but <laughs> your husband is a tenth generation descendant of Mary Warren. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love your mom. Who does? My mom, <laughs> many years ago, genealogy, did a family ancestry book for my sister and I. And I, as we were watching this, and it clicked, and I thought, wait a minute, Mary Warren, I, I know that name. And so I went back, and I, so uh, believe it or not, <laughs> according to our family lineage, uh-huh. I am a 10th generation descendant of a Mary Warren. <laughs> of course you are. Massachusetts. So, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, one, two, three, yeah, all the way back uh, to Mary Warren, whose son was Joseph Bartlett, went from the Bartlett's to the uh, Swabies, all the way. All the way down yes. to here you are. Yes. So interesting. So, it's like fun fact for you. R- yeah, Ripley's fun, Believe fun It or Not. Fact, uh, Tuesday. I've got an even better one, though. Okay. That if, if you think that that's cool. Um, so go from Mary Warren even further back. Okay. Okay. Wait, um, so this is like 1600s. The 1600s. So let's go even further. Um, uh, Richard Warren, Christopher Warren, William Warren, Christopher Warren, John Warren, John de Warren, the fifth, William de Warren, the fourth, Sir Lawrence de Warren, John, oh, de, John de Warren, the fourth, Sir Lawrence de Warren. I feel like I'm reading scripture right now when I go through all the genealogies. Okay. <laughs> Sir John de Warren, the third, yeah, begat, begat, begat. <laughs> Sir Edward de Warren, the second, Sir Edward de Warren. Uh, William DeWarren the third. Where are you Reg- going with this? Reginald DeWarren. Well, hold on. Okay. William DeWarren. And then back to uh, the year 1027. Okay. <laughs> William the first, Duke of Normandy. Oh. And his wife's name was Maud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I counted, it's about 30 generations. So I am royalty heir apparent to the Duke of Normandy's <laughs> throne, I, something like that. Okay. There's a lot of interesting names, in, and I'm sure just about anybody could go through and find at some point you, you've got some oh, of course. You know, famous lineage, but... Pepin the Short was in there. He's an interesting guy. And William the Conqueror, who was, is not, so, he sounds impressive, but it's really not somebody you want to claim on your that side. you were really related to. <laughs> he was not, was not a real noble Upstanding. kind of guy. Uh, I think Alfred the Great is in there too. Huh. So we're, the archers are from mostly England. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, a little bit of German in there as well. Yeah. And you're mostly Irish, right? Right. So anyway, that's my Mary Warren story all the way back to being yeah, but I, the I think, heir apparent to the Duke of Normandy. Well, so you it, can, uh, I self-identify as oh, get out of here. the Duke of... <sighs> Your Indi- office. The, Indi- <laughs> the Duke of Indiana. I would like to be known as the Duke of Indiana. So you can call me Sir, Sir Mark. Well, but I think... I'm just going to I'm just going to move on past that. Listen, if the kids, if the furries oh. can lay in the window and purr, okay? <laughs> then I can be the Duke of Indiana. Okay. So <sighs> All right, so but anyway, I wanted to uh, spectral evidence was something so interesting when we started looking at it and I was looking at it through the perspective of look at what's happening right now with 
being vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. And it's all it's it's something that you can't see, but you're accusing everyone of everyone's everyone's accusing everybody of you're killing me. Right. This is the new spectral evidence. It is. (laughs) I can tell that if you if you're sick or if you caught the Rona, it's because you didn't get the shot. (laughs) This is the new spectral evidence, because Mm -hmm. how can they tell? Yeah. Right. You can't. Mm hmm. Uh, it's this and, is and the, the interesting thing is it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not people are still getting yes, sick yes people are still catching it uh so yes so the witch hunt of our day right, right, right. now our new spectral evidence is whether or not you identify as someone who got, I know I'm, I'm waiting. Shot. I'm waiting for somebody to come along and say this is all ridiculous. I mean, a lot there. There have been several um, local communities who have said, "Okay, we need to stop the contract t- contact tracing." Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Everybody, everybody wants. There is not going to be a normal. There, there is not going to be a normal again. No. I mean, I, I just. No, this is just, this is, and from a biblical perspective, we've talked about this all throughout the history of this show, but this is Satan's plan, Mm -hmm. is to divide and segregate people to, to keep us arguing with each other, to keep us warring with each other. And ultimately, what we just talked about, about what's going on in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. Satan is dancing in the streets there. Mm -hmm. They're hunting down Christians for nothing more than being a Christian. And I heard it put best by, I think Glenn Beck was talking about this. And he said, think about, we have been there. The U.S. has been in Afghanistan, stabilizing Afghanistan for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So there is an entire generation that has known nothing but a semi-stable Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And now all of that is ripped away. Yep. When we were there, girls could vote. Girls could go to school. Girls could learn. There were women judges. There were, I mean, they, you, you, you had, you had freedom to dream and to, and to open a business. And Mm -hmm. now that is all stripped away because we decided to go home the way that we did and um, it's this is this is Satan's ultimate plan. It's just chaos, 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 and that's that's exactly what we're seeing happen. So while our hearts are broken by it, as believers, we should not be surprised by any of this. Mm-mm. No, and with that, that is all the time we have for this. I don't know, like take one hundred Tuesday, the royal edition. Thank you very much. <laughs> Whatever. I need some royal exit music for this podcast oh my gosh and i would like uh well and if you'd like to remind everyone if you're still listening and you would like to (laughs) learn more please visit fearlessfeatures.org where you can if you've missed any of these shows you can go back and search the archives you may visit our kingdom online you guys we're out of here (laughs) we're gonna have a glorious and wonderful tuesday go serve the lord with joy and stand with your brothers and sisters in christ